like some more stuff broke in the whole Michigan scandal. So could talk about that. I mean, they're playing their biggest game of the year next Saturday. So a lot of stuff going around that. Um, could go <clears throat> from a baseball route. I mean, it's boring, but for a baseball nerd, um, the Cubs firing David Ross and hiring Craig Council from the Brewers. That was kind of a big move, considering they hired him before they even fired the uh, current coach. And also, it was like, Craig Council is a lifelong brewer. He's been their coach, played with them, yada, yada, yada. And David Ross won the World Series with the Cubs, this, that, and the third. And Chicago just going out to their rival team, stealing their coach, and firing the coach that just won them a World Series, like, 10 years ago, roughly. <laughs> like, that was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, so, it's a couple. Well, so I, my question well, now, like... Yeah, go ahead and ask me a question out, about that. That's did, interesting. Did, did he find out? Like, how did he find out? Like, did... did so, I don't know. Let him know actually... Or is it like, I wake up and Bleacher Report is saying that so-and-so has been hired and it's like yeah. leading to questions or now, so that, which assuming, means obviously I must be fired. Yeah, I'm assuming he found out kind of through social media and everything like that because the announcement of Craig Council going to the Cubs broke before him being fired. He was fired like the next day after they hired him. It was crazy. That's crazy. You walk yeah, into so, your office and there's another guy sitting there. You walk into your yeah, office and there's another guy taking down your posters and your your trophies and the rings, everything. That would be oh, that's heartbreaking. That's yeah, fucking, sorry. Tough, Go tough, ahead. Go ahead, BJ. So now all the Cubs fans are all split on like, oh, do we hate that they did it or do we love that they did it? I mean, Craig Council's looked at as an upgrade, but still just to do that to one of like a fan favorite kind of split them up but yeah i don't know that was that was the biggest baseball story but i mean outside of that it's kind of calm right now right before free agency so they're about to go into the winter meetings that's when stuff normally starts picking up okay is there anything weighing on your mind any packers talk any go pack go news jordan love sentiments I think the only post that I ever see about the Packers recently is how bad they suck. Um, I know, like, a lot of the fans aren't overly satisfied with the coaching job by Matt LaFleur and then the GMing job by Brian Gutekunst, but that's that's been going on for years. And I think the quality of the team, I think, masked most of where Matt LaFleur kind of, you know, wasn't so great. But yeah, because they're oh three and six. Never mind. Yeah, I thought they were. Three and six. Turns out Aaron Rodgers was pretty. Yeah, a big deal. It's like everybody like, oh, why did the Patriots suck? It's like because they had the best quarterback for twenty years on their team. Like that's why they suck now. Like he's not yeah. there anymore. <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket science to figure that one out. Yeah. Just but, it, it amazes me that some people think it does. But come back. Is he gonna come back this season? I Any chance? Back. I think they're predicting predicting that he'll be back like halfway through December. I don't know. That'd be pretty the great. Only, the sad the part only, is he can step on the field and still do it, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I was gonna say, like, I mean, it doesn't with with how it's going right now with Zach Wilson. He has, I will say, he he seems like he's had some flashes here and there, particularly like in that Kansas City game, but not enough sustained quality play for them to actually go anywhere. Like they're just kind of spinning their wheels. And the only reason it would make any remote sense for Rodgers to come back this season was if they were actually going to the playoffs and they felt good, which neither of those things seem to be true. So you might as well, he's up, what, 38, 39? I think, he's, well I, think just, turning, he's, I think he's 39, turning 40. Is he hitting 40? You might as well just, just take a chill. Um, I don't know if you guys knew the details of that deal, but I think part of it was... The the Jets had a first round pick involved in that, I think, and it yeah. was like Rodgers has to play sixty percent of the snaps yeah. for him to for that for them to for the Packers to get that pick. But obviously, yeah, obviously, happening, so they get to keep that pick. So it's like, well, we still get the pick. It'll just be a second. It yeah. would have been oh, okay. Oh. So we'll still get a pick. It's just going to be a second round pick instead of a first round pick. Yeah, but to that to the point, like so, of excellent quarterbacks being the difference. Obviously, it does seem what now four or five years out that the Brady Belichick post breakup yep. discussion debate is pretty clear. Like we can acknowledge that there's greatness from both sides that contributed to to those six rings, but we think we see who's is a little more influential. Perhaps is that is that is that a consensus here, or is, is that any I, I think everybody's starting to accept that. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see the man go out like this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guys have exactly been like a dumpster fire. But when you look at like the for me, the question would be. Why would the argument be better that Bill Belichick is a greater coach than someone like Mike Tomlin, who's shown even without Big Ben and Big Ben not being the caliber that Tom Brady was? I mean, Mike Tomlin's had more success without Big Ben than Bill Belichick has ever had without Tom Brady. But Bill Belichick is regarded as the greatest, quote unquote, you know, NFL head coach of all time. And here we are, you know, three years, four years removed. And the Patriots still haven't figured it out. Well, yeah, and I mean, from my from my opinion, I always thought that he wasn't as good as everybody thought he was. Because even throughout all the years, because he was their he's their GM too. Go look at all of Bill Belichick's first round picks. Really, none of them turn out to be anything at all. I yeah. think their last first round pick was uh, actually from uh, Chattanooga, Zachary, the center, and he's like decent. Like he's not really that great, but I mean. If you just go over the history, it's like like he had Brady. Brady was a coach on the field as well. So, I mean, Bill was more worried about defense than offense. So, I think a lot of the shine's coming off that for sure. Yeah. So, did you guys catch the video of uh, Bill Belichick that came out last week? No. So, (laughs) there was a – there's ring camera footage from – I'm assuming it had to be in the summertime of him shirtless walking out of a house. That's like it looks like Jersey Shore style. <laughs> Just doing the walk of shame to his car. Go, after this, go look it up. It's 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 pretty funny to watch. <laughs> he just walks no out, no shirt, barrel chested, and just like quietly closes the door and then just walks to his car. It's hilarious. 
oh, that I was gonna say that sounds like prime TMZ material. Like, why? How have I not seen this? This just came yeah. out last week. You said, yeah, it came out last week or earlier this week. One of the two. Ooh, I, I can't believe I didn't see that. How do we search that? What's it called? Uh, <laughs> just Belichick look up shirtless. Bill Belichick ring camera. I'm sure it'll be the first <laughs> video yeah, that pops something up. like that. Bill Belichick naked. Might <laughs> 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 uh, get some different results for that. <laughs> they might remove rings for that. Never mind the. Never mind all the scandals. They might take them away for that. <laughs> Dang. So let's see. Okay. So we've talked Packers. We can just do a reaction vid to this Belichick thing. (laughs) And we'll start and we'll have like videos posted in like the clip of us and we can react to them to the Belichick. You want to do that? You'll do that next week. We can get that video in our next recording. Oh, yeah. And react to that. (laughs) No, you're cheating already, Zach. It's got to be a it's got to be a blind reveal, blind react. You can't get a You can't get a look at it now. No, nah, I wasn't looking at it. I just got to the oh, ads. Okay. okay. Nope, only got to the ads on this one. I was about to say, like, <laughs> we can watch it through this. Um, so I like the way that you started off the first episode for Sporting the Way in that document. So does everybody have that doc? Yeah, I got it right here. You guys got it pulled up? I do. So type into your, if you use your drive, Sporting the Way, episode one. Mm-hmm. I believe. Does everybody have it? Yeah. Um, Should can you drop the uh, link in the chat? Sure. Yeah, sure. everybody's got it. Cool. Can oh, you drop the link? It is. Room? Yeah. Yeah. Let me do that because it it is sent to your 2016 email. Oh no, it's at both of your emails. Yeah, Here's but there. they can go ahead. And yeah, but let me so copy the link. Yeah, I got it. Where's the chat? There we go. Okay. Yeah, I got it. You just gotta click that one. Everybody with the link should be able to see it. Okay. Um, but I liked kind of what you had in, in mind. Would you want to start with like an official introduction of like, what the hell is sport in the way? And we all like talk about it. Who wants to do like first take it saying like, this is sport in the way. And we can just like, just test it out and see what each of us can say, say and just see what happens. I was going to say, we could each do a, a quick little intro, almost like the 30 second pitches we were talking about. Maybe just cut it to, yeah. 15, 30 seconds or something like that, a quick intro. Yeah. Everybody want to give it a go? Sure. Like, what is sport in the way? What are we trying to do here? And that'll kind of frame the rest of the things, too. Yeah. Let's each take a crack at it. All right. No Maybe space. we should have, like, a little uh, compilation. Compilation for one of our intros going forward. Nobody? All right. No, I knew you wanted right. it, Trey. Oh, of course, of course. This is kind of your baby, you know what I mean? Well, you know, you know, but like, I have babysitters too, so feel yeah, free to feel, feel free to change a diaper here or there. You know, I, don't I, know. I remember when high school Trey was talking about being a broadcaster. Yeah, I remember that in college too. I think he spoke quite quite a bit about that. Mm-hmm. High school, see, I might almost maybe even after. BJ used to all talk right, about right. broadcasting too. He thought it would be no, cool to be. I always a, talked about. I always talked about writing, not broadcasting, but sports writing. I thought yeah, you wanted to do a sports. So, what was your what was your dream? What was your dream in high school, boys? Trey, uh, BJ, considering. See, high school. I feel like I had started to already move away from the pro level playing, 
because in my head, I was already thinking that there are guys miles, tens of hundreds of miles ahead of me. Like I haven't been putting in the work early enough, long enough to be there. So I think that belief kind of already fell off in high school. So as far as when I wanted to still be in sports, I knew I wanted to play. I didn't want to play college level. Then I did want to play college level. And then I didn't. And rugby found me because I was missing hitting people. So as far as as far as high school, I don't remember wanting to be a broadcaster or even a pro player. Um, I think I was like getting the rest of that out of, out of my system because I already didn't believe in myself enough to work for it. But and then six years later, here we are as far as wanting to be a broadcaster for sports to still stick around because I just love it. And now we have a podcast and now we're talking sports on said podcast and it's just feeling one step closer every day. So it's funny how it plays out. But it works. Yeah. Why'd you do it in college? Broadcasting? So I I'd wanted to be a lawyer going into college and then up until my junior year. And some things happened outside the classroom. My junior year caused me to reevaluate some things. Realized I didn't really want to sit at a desk and be a lawyer. And it took it all the way back to basics. And I was just like, what do I have passions for? I struggled with that for so much. And it was always playing the game, whether the game be football, basketball, rugby. Um, but I didn't think about how I could still be involved in the game aside from either playing it or coaching it. And I was like, I'm not going to be a coach. Or being some sort of yeah medical professional within sports, um, and I mean a lawyer was a consideration for one point, but that disappeared because didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. So I found myself watching a lot of Twitter videos of first things first, first take, um, undisputed. I was going to say the way the way I hear BJ's buried in podcasts and stuff. I was on that my senior year. So led me to talk to some people and I got on the production team and realized that I'm a raging narcissist and I love to hear my own voice. So broadcasting is perfect for me because I love talking about sports. I could do it all day. But um, no, I do want to hear about BJ as far as your passion for writing because, yeah, that's like not the opposite. It's two sides of the same coin. I love talking. You love writing. So how did that start for you in high school already knowing what you wanted to do? ahead of the time and then circling to where we are now. So writing came to me when I was like really young. I think, uh, I know Zachary will remember, we used to go to learn and play. I would, it would just kind of make up a game between the Titans and X opponent, write out like a kind of play-by-play -play of what happened that game. Of course, like it's all like fictional and everything like that. So I did that a lot when I was younger. Um, and I really just, I enjoyed writing kind of throughout school and everything like that. Um, so when I was in high school, if you would have asked me my dream job, it just would have been like a, like a beat writer for the Red Sox. Of course, would settle for any team, but that would be my dream. It would, uh, you get to travel, I would get to write. It would have been, uh, it would have been really cool um, after high school. I did not go to college, uh, so life started for me a little bit earlier. So I just kind of got into the workforce, and I mean, 
had rent to afford, had the older you get, the more bills you get. So just kind of never really grappled onto it. And then now with you guys, I think that it'll bring me back. I know I've already done like a couple of small things and send them to Zachary as like samples, but um, even just doing those two scripts, it was exciting. So I'm excited to keep on doing it. And I'm excited that this group is going to provide material for me to write because I can write things that we talk about on here, maybe more in detail. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. You heard it here first, folks. NFL scripts being written by middle schoolers <laughs> at early age, way back when. Okay. Yeah, okay. a little eight-year-old chubby kid in daycare right now. Scripts for the Titans winning. I was going to say, I was, so were, were the outcomes of those games pretty uh, pretty similar for the most part? Did you oh, have yeah. any dramatic Titans always finishes? Won. Yeah, Titans, <laughs> Titans always won, man. That's back when we had Eddie George, Steve McNair, Frank Wycheck, the whole crew, so. They were they were involved wait, heavily in every single one. Like wait, like Texans past owner Steve McNair. No, not no Steve. Uh, no oh, Steve McNair, the oh. quarterback for the Titans. Okay, yeah, I don't see. Okay, okay, because I was like, yeah, I can't no, no, be no, sure because no, yeah. that man was like seventy, and you're not that old. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's <laughs> like no way you were watching him play. He probably wasn't. No. Is he probably wasn't even on TV. Nah, man. I gotta watch my boy Steve Air McNair. That's funny. What about you, Zay? Um, what was kind of your introduction to sports? Introduction to sports? I played football when I was Iwi Peewee football. You know, where those kids are still running around and they give you pads, but they cover up your whole leg. Like the knee pad is your shin pad and your thigh pad covers up like the rest of your leg. And I remember playing football. Um, I played for the Jets, a little team in Mississippi. And yeah, that was like when I first started. I want to say I was like five or six. I don't even know that I would really started school yet. And I played football up until like middle school. And then middle school was actually when I met Trey. And that was what got me into basketball because they all played basketball and football. And I only played football at the time. So I started playing basketball because I was like, well, they're all doing it. So, I mean, I'll give it a shot. I played it before, but I hadn't really put any effort into it. And it just kind of took off from there. You know, basketball was, it was easy to get a group of people together and just go play basketball, but it was hard to get people to be like, well, let's go play football. So basketball was just, easy access and that was kind of what we worked on i mean here we are today i ended i don't play at all anymore but that was pretty much my introduction and then i mean same same as you trade just watching the the first take shannon and skip i think at that time though it was like skip and Stephen a were still working together on first take or something like that so that was like my first introduction, like real introduction to sports media. I don't think Chris, I think Chris Broussard, he was still bouncing around. But yeah, that was like my first, like, I want to watch this. And then from there, once Skip and Shannon got together, it was like nonstop. I just always wanted to watch because I was like, I wonder what they're going to argue about today. Yeah, no, Chris Broussard definitely is one of my favorites. I'm glad that he finally found like a home on yeah. the show. Um, JJ Reddick is a good one into into the more newer more last few years. 
but no, like I love to tell people about those basketball days because it was really easy just to like, it was pick. So like 60% of our hangouts, right. On the weekends. Okay. Maybe 40, 60, but like, so we get out of school Friday, everybody goes to the bus stop. Everybody goes home, puts their stuff away, comes back out with a bag with all their gym stuff and whatever else they're going to need to hang out for the next seven hours. Because like, you know, by the yeah, time that all happens, it's like four o'clock. Everybody's back. We meet up at a place because this is when you still pay for minutes. This was in the age of before there were unlimited minutes. We were paying for minutes. So we'd all meet up and we'd go and it'd literally be, we hang out for seven hours, probably hoping for like somewhere between three and four of that because, and it'll be in breaks. It'll be in increments. Like we might go first to the base gym and we might either run with some airmen. Mind you, we're like 12 to 14 in these years. We're going to run with these airmen on, on base or we'll just play against each other. Then we'll go leave, go to the teen center and go skate or play video games in the teen room for another hour or two. Then go play basketball outside for another hour or two and then walk around the base some more and then go play basketball again before it gets dark. And like that was just, that was heaven. That was peak. You know, that was actually, that was, those are glory days. Those are glory days running around, just not a care in the world, just playing basketball. That's fast. But that leaves us with Zach. Zach, your let's give us give us your story My on introduction to sports. Intros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've always played sports. Like I don't, I can't think of a time where like we weren't playing sports. Even as kids, just like even elementary school, like kickball and then like soccer. Outside of of that, we played BJ and I and Ryan. Also, we played sports pretty much from the time we were like four, pretty much all four through four to eternity. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I would say. I started off with sports and like tried to do a few different things. I tried like karate one time. That was pretty interesting. I was a really little kid and we had, I don't even know why, but I signed up for some of those lessons. And then other than that, like I started playing soccer every, every year since I was like four until high school, I played soccer. Uh, and then whenever I was in the off season, I would always just play either baseball. We played basketball. Um, and just yeah just trying some new sports but i feel like i didn't really get into like sports broadcasting sports media or like tv sports that much until i was a little bit older bj helped get me i mean bj is an avid sports fan like growing up like we would always have it on every sunday it's pretty much football day right uh so we would always watch football and have fun and our family would like have some fun um get togethers and cookouts and stuff and so sports has just been a part of my life pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, I think the way that I got into it was just like my parents put me into sports and, and I just felt like it was really fun. Uh, I felt like it was interesting in the beginning because you do it all the time, like out in, uh, settings, like where you go after practice, after school to practice and stuff. And then you also do it just at home with your brothers and stuff. So me and BJ used to throw the ball, same with Ryan, throw the football in the yard and stuff. Sorry, I'm rambling a little bit though. So. <laughs> I'm very curious um, to hear from y'all's introduction of what sporting the way is. That if y'all want to transition gears a little bit. So, the vision for sporting the way, as I've seen it, is to bring kind of conversations like this, like where they have the nostalgia feeling, obviously, like that what's that what's that feeling that you really love about sports like you you saw it kind of like me and zay light up 
talking about what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, playing basketball all over the base. And it's like, those are, I feel like those are moments early on that every sports fan has. And that's what causes them to stick with sports going forward. I think it's those initial re like interactions and encounters with sports that first make you love it. Like the, the moments that uh, commercials try to capture, you know, when, when you've got your baby and you introduce them to like, they get those sports, cute sports videos where toddlers are playing basketball or whatever, and they fall in love with the game and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's that really strong, positive bond that starts in those formative years. And that's one thing that you can carry forward for the rest of your life. So I think people really hold on to that feeling that sports gives them because it, for lack of a, you know, for to sound really cliche, makes you feel alive. You know, whether it's, you know, despairing through a Titans or a Saints game, or it is enjoying going around and playing basketball with your friends for seven hours um, in some way or shape or form. So you want to bring that joy to everybody else and talk about why is it that we love sports? We know that we love sports, but what is it that sports do for us like as individuals and as communities? And we kind of just want to talk about that on a real casual level uh, as sports fans. So that's my vision for like what I think sporting the way brings to people. But I definitely want to hear you guys and what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, from from my point of view, I'm gonna sound a lot less eloquent than Trey just did. But um, sporting the way for me, um, <clears throat> personally, it's it's something I've kind of always wanted to start up a podcast. Um, I've tried it before, did a couple episodes, whatever, it kind of fizzled out. Um, but this it kind of has the sports, like the meaning behind sports. And that's kind of a new area for me. I'm normally just like, shoot the shit, let's talk about whatever. Um, but actually getting into some of the stuff that Trey mentioned, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring out good conversations. I think people are going to really enjoy it. People are going to really be able to relate to it. Um, and it's it's a great way for everybody here to start kind of working on what their main objective is, maybe career-wise, like Trey, be a, be a color commentator, me, be a writer, who knows? Um, but just kind of sharing our experiences, getting together, talking about casual topics in a casual way, I think that's kind of what I envision for it. Yeah. I'm excited for like the news. I think Sporting the Way is going to be a way where people can get news, commentary, and just a throwback of all sports things. So this it's just going to be straight sports talk, and we're going to just talk about, I mean, trust me, I would love to talk even about like a fantasy football segment and talk about last-minute trades, and maybe me and Trey even work something out right now, like on the air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think sport in the way can also be this serious um, environment where people can go to actually learn and to – reminisce on all the positive um, experiences and things that bring sports bring to people's lives. So I think we can talk about it from society-based level all the way from like a, what's going on in your life. How do you, what do you do every day to interact with sports or something like that? Like we talk about what we're doing right now concerning sports. 
I also see Sporting the Way as just a place where we can just shoot the shit and just talk about fun sports stuff. I want to hear all the stories, so I want to do a lot more listening than even talking sometimes. But I love to see an environment where we can all just talk about one of the things that we all love the most and spend a lot of time on. And then there was one. What do you think, Zay? Um, trying to think of like all the ways that sports has kind of just helped me. I think the the big thing because I've never been a big like group activity person, which is funny because with sports it's been the complete opposite. Like now I'm starting to love golf as I've mm. got older, but. Yeah. Like looking back on it, like my go-to sports were basketball, football. I did some track and then um, baseball. And I loved the com- the camaraderie that came with you know meet you get to meet everybody and it's just an easy easy way to make friends. But when I think about it, like as an adult, you do less playing and it's more watching, but it still kind of has the same idea behind it where it's you know, it's a group thing and we now use it as a way to get together and have these meetings and events or barbecues. And it's funny now learning different languages, you get to see how it's so similar across different cultures, even though the sports are so, so, so different. Like in Afghanistan, it cricket, you know, is the biggest sport, but it's the same idea. It's just people are getting together to watch these games. And then in Korea, you know, they have their own set of sports, but it's just interesting that something like that is that's what we get together for is watching other people do something that we all sort of have a passion for in our own own way, whether it be writing or discussing it or even just sitting and watching the game. So. And I think like, like no, I like, Oh, what's that? Good. What are you thinking? Okay. Yeah. No, I like, I like that point about just what sports culture is even internationally and how big of a bond it is. And that makes me think of right. Like, so now the NFL has been increasing how many international games they play in order to, you know, spread more excitement about the game. And the NBA is working on that in some ways too. Uh, But so we've already seen a few games in Germany. I think we've seen, we have, they definitely do Mexico. Um, and then we've seen England, London also a number of times. And I think there was one more France. Is there was there a France game? Was somebody um, getting a France? I, I think game I think this year was the first year they went outside of uh like London. England and, and Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Germany. Okay. Um but so there's no NFL over there. And unless I'm you know, I'm just way off, I don't imagine many people in Germany are like there's a, a huge amount of people that are tuning into Sunday games. But like as soon as these teams come over here, completely foreign teams are over here, you still see a packed stadium. You still see people with Bills merch or whoever's out there, um, Jaguars merch and stuff like that. And so quickly in those circumstances, and even here in the US, you can meet strangers at a game and become best friends by the time you walk away three hours later. And it's even even if they're on the other team, they're supporting the other team. Those are actually some of the most fascinating ones. Um, I remember going to a, a Saints at the time Washington football team game, uh, 
and we were just chatting back and forth with this this commander's dude well yeah football team guy and by the end there was like you know still the the basic respect to be had there even though you were talking shit the whole game like no matter what there wasn't any let up but like it's it's cool how quickly we can bond over things like that and everything else like that you bring like doesn't matter just in these three hours in this window of time so no i think that's a good point of how universal the language of sports can be yeah but go ahead yeah, when people come together to like when people come together to go to a sports game i mean they're all just really passionate about sports you have to invest just to even go and so it makes it so much easier to watch on tv but when you're actually given the opportunity to go into the games like i know some people have even been this some uh this season and i did go to one last season and it's just electric like the whole stadium like Thirty thousand people all around you who are just there for the same reason, which is because they love football. And low key, they could. It's probably more than thirty thousand. I don't even know. Um, but the thing is, people come together, and I think one of my favorite like tailgating experiences is probably um, throwing going back to like the old days, like throwing the football at the games with people. Like I would throw with even like strangers or everybody throwing. And then recently, we went to the Charger Stadium, and it was like a freaking fiesta the entire experience like everybody was having a great time uh they were handing out free food and drinks and it was just freaking amazing so i think that bj just went to a game as well right how were those yeah i was i was gonna build off of that yeah i went to the uh ravens and seahawks game and obviously i'm not a fan of either of them just had free tickets so one of my buddy um we just packed like a six pack of beer like we were gonna tailgate because uh he uh, had like a reserve pass and all that stuff you pull in and it's just there's a Ravens bus, there's a Ravens bulldozer, there's a drum line going down the street, the entire parking lot is packed, they have live music. We park, we sit out, we're like, all right, cool, we're gonna hang out for a little bit. We ended up going in probably halfway through the first quarter because we were just partying in the tailgate area. People were giving out free burgers, free hot dogs, free beer. Like it was just like one big hodgepodge community. And I was like, take what you want. Um, and just like the environment was electric because I mean, as you can imagine, it was a lot of mainly Ravens fans and, um, no, it was, it was a really cool experience just kind of going there from like, uh, not looking at it one way or the other for each team. So it was a, it was a really good time. One thing I tell people when they ask about working at energy and working during games is so the night before, AKA tonight. I'm dreading having to be up and at the stadium by 7 a.m. Not a fan at all. Um, but, you know, once my hair gets all bushy and I get bright eyed and all that kind of stuff and, you know, the funk wears off, I'm in game time mode, game day mode. And once people start walking in and you just kind of get in a groove, because like you said, everybody's here for one reason. And that's to enjoy this game, to be here and just have fun. Everybody could, you could be anywhere and you chose to be here on a Sunday uh, to just bask in the glory that is professional sports. Uh, and it's really easy because with that being the common denominator for us all, we're not looking for common ground elsewhere. We're not thinking about um, what this person thinks about this subject and that subject. And like, it's all just really simple. It all boils down to football. And I will sit there and talk with strangers for 15 minutes in my store and they might not even buy anything. 
but we'll sit there and we'll have a 15 minute discussion on the, the prospects for the Texans this year. And again, and I'm not even a Texans fan, but like, just like you said before, shooting the shit, just talking football. It's Bro. fun to me. So you're not a Texans like, fan though. Like you, you work at the Texans stadium. You're not a Texans I'm gonna fan. I'm going to have to edit that. I'm going to have to edit that one out. I'm going to have to edit that one out. <laughs> I'm going to send that to your employer and be like, Trey's not. <laughs> this, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to say that I am a Houston Texans fan and have been since I walked out the room. Yeah. So, since I've worked that, Saints though, that. right? You like the Saints? I don't even know who those are. No, I can't say that either because they no, nah, because I can't let the Saints see this. And then no, 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 no. Yeah, that's uh, that's been that's been a wonderful experience. But that has been a large part of where my current like status is within sports is being at the games, working games. Like I I dabbled in a little bit of basketball since I got back. Um, there is a pro rugby team right down the street, maybe 10 minutes away, the Sabercats. Um, and I've been to a game and I've kind of itched to like go to their open tryouts and stuff like that, where you can get on the club team. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a little bit of hesitation in terms of where am I physically and fitness right? Um, but so like my, my current stance is largely spectator, participator when available mostly for basketball gym and basketball but gym in itself is the sport so um, sporting way like are you guys are you guys because zach i know you're i know you're helping you've been helping coach at like lifting and conditioning for a mm-hmm. local rugby team out there yeah are you still are you are you getting down with them are you tackling a little bit because i know you know little birdie on the street says you're like the best tackler in the nation non-professionally so uh, I'm just wondering no if you're out there. Comes in the street and challenge me like you. I, I, <laughs> I, you're Zach Swanson, right? You're, 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 Zach you're the guy. You're the, you're the promotion. You're the paving the way guy. The sport of the way guy. Right, Come on, right now. Right Tackle now. me right now, bro. It's cool. Yeah, the guys um, lined all the way up to o- USC. Oklahoma drill, man. Come on, line up. Yeah, Oklahoma drill. <laughs> this is a good time for a break from our sponsors, Oregon. Oregon protein. <laughs> no, Loki. Yeah, get us a sponsor. No, yeah, get us a sponsorship. So get us a sponsor. Mmm, delicious protein. Absolutely. Flip that, no, boys, no, no. boys. Flip that, and we that's going to be like send that over to. Yep, yeah, send that over. Send that over. Be like, can we have fifty bucks? I'll mark. Send that over to the big guy. Let's work on. Did you guys know that you guys can mark clips too, like in between? So if you feel like you say something, marker right here, right now. So yeah, if you feel like you say something cool or like, oh, this would be really cool to highlight for a nice. a reel, go ahead and be like, okay, clipped. I feel like that's a new feature. In fact, I didn't see that the last time we recorded. Good eye. Good I don't eye. know what it looks like Maybe on your side, cool. but yeah, it's like a little. It almost looks like home plate. Yeah, right there. Yeah. It says ad marker. Um, but home yeah, plate so baseball. You... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> different direction. <laughs> So what are you guys, what are you guys doing? Like, as far as sports, are you guys still doing anything? Well, I guess, yeah, that was the question for Zach. Are you, are you hitting people? Yeah, I I had a game a few weekends ago and uh, I got to hit some people. I played for 70 of the 80 minutes. I was pretty happy with that. I I was like, damn, I'm out of shape. But like, I've been running with the boys. We set up some conditioning schedules and stuff. Um, And so now it's just playing with them when I can, you know, and also practicing and running around. And so it's fun just to be like in the rugby environment again, because again, 
just being in the proximity of sports is something that's like drives your energy up, I think. So when I go to practice, like all of a sudden, if I was having a long day or if I like hadn't done shit, I'll just feel like super energized and be like, okay, let's go. And so that's one of the best things about either running or being a part of like a sports community is it just helps uplift you and give you more energy than you would otherwise have. So one of the things that I have been doing recently is running also, because I'm training for a marathon. And so I don't know if that's considered a sport, but running is something that I'm also currently doing uh, as of now, somewhat. So I'm, I'm kind of dabbling with some sports, trying to keep physical fitness in there. But grad school, as you might imagine, it's got me a little bit strung out on the fitness. No two a days anymore. Only 300 uh, calf lifts a week instead of like 8,000. So I'm cutting down a bit. I'm just fucking Everything in moderation. Oh, man. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be the old guy and swing in. I'm just a pure spectator now. So nothing too crazy on my end. I'm trying to get back in shape. So I guess if like Trey said, gym is a sport. Cool. Like I'll call that a sport. We'll, we'll, we'll go yeah. with that. Um, but no, I, I, I actually have looked into like rec leagues, like flag football, rec leagues, like basketball. So I think that would be something fun to get into. I obviously want to get in a little bit better shape before I even go out there and try and do it and do something stupid. But yeah, I mean, if you ask me right now, spectator, that's what I am. And, you know, I think, I think I overlooked the just the excitement of rec leagues until like recently in the last year or so finding out that another friend of zay and i's did do has done rec league basketball and i'm i don't know if there's some sort of like snobbishness about me that's like eh, rec league is beneath me or whatever but just the idea of still playing would be is like exciting like even when i was doing sundays when i go out with my boss and his friends I mean, it's way too far of a drive for me to do that consistently, but it's fun just to be out and moving and to enjoy yeah. yourself playing. So, like, rec league, rec league is a good idea. I should look into that um, because it is tough. <laughs> I've wrestled with this 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 uh, this discussion in my head of like, dang, can I really call myself an athlete anymore? Like, I don't technically know I'm not an athlete, but like, dang, I don't want to be. I don't want to just resign myself to post post athleteism. Like, does that mean I'm just I'm out of my prime? I'm out of my, you know, I've got nothing left. But uh, and it has channeled through me. Right after I graduated, I went back to Grafton. I went back to my high school and I coached football for two seasons. And boy, was that a ride! Because like. One, I still feel good enough to compete with. First of all, they're kids. They don't have grown man strength. Like, they're lifting, but they're not, like, you know, there. And two, like, wanting to still be so involved and to be one of those coaches. Because I don't know if you guys had this experience, but at the end of practice, when coach says, foot on the line, and it's time to run those sprints, and you're just sitting there. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but, like, We'll run until I get tired. <sighs> like I yep. just hate here. Like okay, well then come on and come on, coach. Put your put your foot on the line. Let's. So I I wanted to be that coach, and I was for like two practices. And after that, I was like, no, 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 y'all, y'all just y'all get on the line. I'll I'll watch from here. I'll blow the whistle, but y'all got it. So, um, but coaching is a whole rabbit hole that we could get into. Mm-hmm. Like how how much I loved coaching and how challenging it was more than I thought it would be. 
but I don't know if you could, so I know Zach's coaching. I've coached a little bit. BJ, have you, uh, you had any experience coaching? Do you want to coach? So I, I wouldn't, where I live right now, I'm kind of, I don't really know anybody or anything like that. So it's like, I don't know if you could just go sign up to be a coach. I, I'm not really sure. I I looked at that at the Parks and Rec page too. I mean, when I was younger, um, I helped coach uh, my littles. I helped coach Ryan's baseball team, like specifically like the catchers and stuff like that. Um, but it would be something that I would definitely want to do. Um, me and my friends are nerds. We used to create plays on Friday nights and Saturday nights while we were playing Madden and stuff like that. So it'd always be something that I'd be interested in doing for sure. What sport? Uh, either football or baseball, either one, be a line coach for football, baseball. I can kind of do it all. So yeah. Who, what, how old would you want to work with? Would you want to do like kids or? Honestly, man, it wouldn't really matter. It'd be more just like, I just kind of like want to volunteer and do it. It could be little kids. It can be middle school kids. It, it would, really wouldn't matter to me. I can, I'm a lineman. I can teach my simple stuff that I got to teach. It's all footwork and handwork. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I was going to say, cause I feel like lineman can be really simple, but as as a running back who has had to kind of be in the like understand a little bit of what they were doing when i would start hearing different calls and like okay and there were like our conditions like if you're facing a four-man front versus a three-man front and then obviously second level like you're double teaming to this backer or you're double teaming here and then you go safety and you check down safety and it felt like it started to get complicated to me and my thoughts then had to just become all right, cut off his butt. Just cut off his butt. Wherever his butt's pointing, that's where I'm going. I don't need to get myself into the weeds of what it what an old lineman is thinking because you know what? I just don't know that I have the the processing power to keep up with all that. But I just need a gap, b gap. That's all I got. Dude, being a lineman, being a lineman is like a lot more mental than I ever thought it would be. I mean, in high, uh, when I first started in high school, I was just a defensive lineman. It's just like oh, see ball, get ball. Like it's very simple. <laughs> I love but, uh, when I, they, they swapped me to offensive. Uh, I was I became the center my sophomore year, and it was no longer see ball get ball. It's like okay, you have to identify the mic. You have to figure out who's going to be double teaming these guys while these guys run over here. Who's going to be pulling? Are you pulling? Like all that. It's it's a lot more Pass pro. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, and you have to snap the ball and hope the quarterback doesn't drop it or pop yourself in the nuts. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I guess I underestimated how much of an issue that could be. Like, but <laughs> linemen, linemen are like the unsung heroes of football, like truly. And, I mean, if we take it to rugby, too, like the pack, unsung heroes, doing all the dirty work, getting in the trenches. Like, it all starts <laughs> there. What a bias. What a bias thought you were like, yeah, the pack, they just have it so bad. What is so bad about okay. that? No, 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 no. I didn't say it was bad. They're just the unsung heroes. They just, they just don't get the credit. And, and, and I don't know if I'd call myself biased because I'm one of the blessed few to have played both. I played packs and backs. So I got love for both. I'm just saying, you know, the backs are kind of just standing there, man, while the, the packs are just, the backs get, the backs, 
the backs get time to breathe. They get to sit back there and have little conversations yeah. and throw up little hand signs and play patty cake while the pack it's is so just funny. ruck, ruck, ruck. So ruck I'm just over, saying, ruck over, just, ruck over. Yeah. Yeah, y'all could do y'all huddles and call plays back there, but the pack is just in it constantly. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's no disrespect to the, to the backs. They do their thing, obviously. But, yeah. And, you know, don't call me biased. No, I, I think it's you. like... I think whoever scores gets a lot of the credit, but you're right. I think pack is generally a lot more exerting than just being in the backs. It's exhausting, man. Rugby yeah. is rugby is a full body workout. Like I, football has left me. Don't get me wrong. Football has left me leaving games, popping more ibuprofen than I should, most definitely <laughs> with pads and everything. And that next couple of days leading, thank goodness you play on a Friday. Then you get Saturday and Sunday off. Thank goodness. And then Monday is like a padless day where you just do lifting, conditioning, and film. But rugby was like, man, you're and it's so it's a Saturday. Saturday's a rugby day, and so especially in college, everybody wants to go out and do something. Like I'm done. The game's over at three ish, three thirty. Then we social until five thirty six. Like, I'm done after that. I'm tired. My body, even at 20 years old, can't do this, like, for long, extended periods of time. That's exhausting. But, I mean, you seem to you seem to be doing well. You don't seem to be tired of, of taking those hits. Zach, you're back in it. And I was sore for two days. Worse than these guys. <laughs> I was completely sore for two days, though, because that, that shit sucked. I was like, oh. I forgot how much pain you get when you're a rugby player. Everywhere, too. Yeah, because it's like you know, I was playing lock, too. So I was the a second row, BJ. So how fam- are you familiar with, like, rugby? playing lock. If you start throwing out terms, no. I can watch it, but if you start throwing out <laughs> okay. terms, I have no idea what you're talking about. So there's this thing called the scrum, right? And the scrum is yeah, where know, there's you know people. Yeah, there's, they're pushing back and forth. And so there's the uh, front row is three people. Second row is two people. And then there's like an eight man who, so it's like kind of like a triangle. And then it has like two uh, people on the side, which are the flankers. And so the second row is the people who are getting their heads smushed between the quads of like the linemen, essentially. Like the linemen's heads are like squeezing your heads like birth again, I swear. Uh, and so the guys in the middle row, they literally have to drive those big boys forward while they have a thousand pounds leading on them pushing them in the opposite direction and you're getting people from your ass pushing you into each other. So you're like a bridge and the whole thing is like so exhausting. So afterwards I feel like I was walking around like, I was like, and the play. Yeah, dude, I feel like that would be terrible for your spine. You're just getting crunched every play. It's funny that this story comes as you've now looked like an individual who would be holding his lower back. I want to, like, <laughs> especially so, especially for the people who are watching the episode. I was gonna say to see the transition from the uh, who is that? I know the name. I know the name. What team is that? What baseball team is that? It's, Nationals. Okay, because see, the Walgreens away, W, the Walgreens W pops in my head, but like, well, I know it's not Walgreens. But yeah, from from the Lays and the Nationals, you had the you had the Lays necklace on the national yep. shirt, and now you're in the looking more like a professor slash about to be retired uh, father. Yeah, that's what you're looking like when you put the glasses on. If we do little clips, it'll it'll seem like we did different days because I was wearing different outfits. So, and then I'll wear this, and then 
You do a clip, and then all me, of a sudden, me and Trey just have the same. I was going to say that just makes me and BJ look dirty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're just wearing the same thing. Like we got a uniform on every day. Yeah. Uh, now we can aim for that. So I was hoping we could do like one official question though before we go, like a uh, kind of like sports and well-being question. Y'all interested? Bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice go for it. us. So the question is written um, in the first episode. Why do you love sports? Why do you want to share that passion with other people? I feel BJ, like we did that in the intros. Did we? I mean, kind of, yeah. When like bit. you're kind of explaining what sporting the way is, it's kind of explaining kind of your view on that question. I mean, at least in my opinion. I mean, okay. We don't have to answer it again. I just thought that it would be a good one. Is there, um, is there like another one on there? Yeah. Oh, maybe what are some interesting things going on in sports right now? Did we cover that? Um, I mean, we've been kind of shooting the shit on that. I don't know when we started yeah. recording. I think we got some yeah. of like the couple topics in. Mm, like at the I have, very I beginning when, when we started with yeah. the Bengals, Michigan, the Cubs coach. So, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, we, yeah, we covered, covered a little bit of What do you but... think about this one? Okay. Yeah. yeah that's... Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. I can ask the question. I... Do, do either of you guys want to go first and I can like ask it and then I can ask the other one and then we can all just have a conversation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it doesn't matter to me, whatever order. Okay, so um, first, before we go, I think it would be cool to have a little bit of like a reflective lens on the whole sports conversation that we had tonight. It was a lot of fun having some of the commentary and just talking about sports, everything from like growing up to what we actually want to do currently. I think the coaching stuff is going to come up a lot and be pretty cool. Um, but looking at your individual lives and everything sports and sporting the way, how do sports make your life more fulfilling? So, I mean, from from my point of view, um, it's something that I've been very passionate about since I was a little kid. Um, it's always kind of fulfilled, like, the competitive edge in me, um, like, wanting to be better, and then, like, eventually, like, writing stuff about sports and everything like that, um, and just genuinely... All I do is talk about sports. I don't really do, do much else. All I listen to is sports. All I watch is sports. Like right now, as we're doing this, I have on Missouri and Florida in the top right-hand corner of the TV over here. So it's just something that I've clinged on to since I was a kid. And it's the way that I look at it, and it might sound a little corny, is sports have always been there for me. Sports are always going to be there for me. and. I know that's one thing. Yeah, your teams might suck. Your teams might go through hard periods and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, sports are going to be there for you. Your teams are going to be there for you. And I guess that, that, that means a lot to me. Um, it kind of, it's, it's always like the constant in life. Except for COVID year, which was the absolute worst year of my life. Um, it's it's always going to be there and i love like i said i love watching them love talking about them with you guys um and that's i mean i guess that kind of answers the question but yeah nice i couldn't help myself but thinking what if your yeah. team changes names what do you do then or stadiums 
but that was just a little bit of a gag. Um, I really yeah. like. Yeah, no, but honestly, <laughs> no, no, but hey, man, but seriously, that is like a tough question. Like, what, like the Oakland A's are now leaving Oakland. It's like when teams move, like to different cities and stuff like that. Like, I can't imagine, dude. Like, that would suck. Like, if the ten- if the Tennessee Titans moved for some reason somewhere. I would probably just find a new team. I probably wouldn't follow them to where they went, I guess. But, I mean, you saw, I mean, a lot of the Oakland Raider fans are Vegas Raider fans now. So, I guess it's a lot easier said without it having done. But at the end of the day, you could always pick a new team. (laughs) True. New hometown hero. That's, That's the thing for me is, like, every place that I've gone to, I've also gotten involved with, like, the hometown hero. Like, when I was in obviously growing up with y'all having the Titans be such a big part of growing up. I think it's, Oh cool. yeah, man. And you were, Titans you were on right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you were really impressionable with like Steven Strasburg, Bryce Harper, that entire like nationals era. Like you, you guys like, cause I was, a, I was, I was the nationals fan. And then I kind of rallied everybody in the family to become nationals fans. And the next thing you know, we're going to two to three nationals games a year together as a family. Like, there was a family picture of us, and then I looked at it. I was like, it wasn't even a day we were going to the game. We just all had on Nationals gear. And I was like, oh, look what I did. Go me. High five. Facts. Yeah, I have, I have a picture of us all going to a Nats game, too. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I that's love awesome. going to There's baseball games. Baseball games are one of my favorite things to go to. Like, Maddie and I, we have this place called The Lookouts, like 20 minutes up the road. Uh, it's the farm league, I believe, for the Dodgers. Wait, is that right? Yeah, I think it's the farm league for the Dodgers. And so it's really cool because just being in that environment is just fun as hell. So um, I like watching baseball. With, and after, yeah. after you kind of showed me too. What's up? No, I was going to say, I mean, even, uh, what was it, two or three years ago when we were on vacation, we went to like a single A affiliate when we were yeah. in, uh, was it Myrtle? No. Was it Myrtle yeah, it was Beach? Myrtle Beach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went to the single A affiliate for there and had the bat beers and all that stuff. Just like complete dog crap game but it was still a lot of fun yeah there's a lot of sports families too who like do that regularly who just have sports as part of their life go out football games baseball games basketball games too um that kind of i kind of want to hear a little bit more what, what you think trey so um let me look at this again so i don't forget so how, yeah well, how do sports make your life more fulfilling or did you want to reflect on the broader conversation well so well, with that question in particular, I like initially I was thinking in two areas specifically where in terms of my competence, like sports showed me the best of myself. Like it showed me when I was at my highest, when I like when I felt the best about myself, when I felt the most assured uh, in my ability and also the worst of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, because with sports, it's two sides of one coin. Um, and also, like in when I when talking about the worst of myself, so like adversity, because sports is kind of like like the any given game, I think there are lessons that can be replayed over life. They're analogous to what your life looks like in terms of you have an obstacle. There are there's an opposition against you, whatever that looks like, you know, in your individual life. And now your goal is like you've you've had a game plan to overcome this they'll make adjustments things will have to change things won't go your way and so then you'll have to adapt and you might still in that game you adapt and do everything you can and you still might lose 
And like, that's just how life goes sometimes. You know, I, I can't think of anybody that's won everything at every single chance. And so sports has shown me the best of me, the worst of me. And kind of like BJ said, being there all the time, like being a year round athlete up until like, you know, high school, close, close, like something like that. It's a comfort. So, and it's just been such a strong identity point for me that it has given me the confidence in other areas because sports has done this for me. It's done that for me. Um, I think it was Zay saying earlier, the camaraderie, the friends and the relationships that it's brought into my life. There's so much that sports has done. Um, yeah, the, the social skills, the ability to work with other people, the ability to um, shake hands and drink beers with people who I was just battling with for 80 minutes, like in, in the worst way. So it, it seems like there's, you could really break it down in so many ways, but sports has given me so much that it's like, okay, now I want to, to share that joy with other people. Um, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through broadcasting, uh, like, you know, actually for commentary, whether it's podcasting, like that, like having that connection to sports in some way or another feels like I get to continue, even if I'm not playing in games with scores, it's like I'm still playing the game. Like, if that makes sense. I know that's kind of abstract, but like life is just a game sort of. Um, and sports are just that constant that I've had that keep a positive energy among that. So yeah, that sports really do a lot for me. Um, even when I can't watch them as much as I'd like to, just being in the proximity, like Zach said earlier, makes all the difference. Just still being connected. So, but again, Zach, how does, you're muted. You're muted. My bad. I was going to say, and you could get connected either playing, being in the area, or even just watching it on TV. And that's what's cool about it is like anybody can get involved with sports. And I think sports and play go hand in hand. And so one thing I've recently seen myself doing a lot is looking at the NFL as like an example of a way that sports and positive health kind of go together, right? Because NFL, whether or not there's the controversies, which maybe that'll be a fun conversation too, or we just talk about the politics of the NFL, but when you look at the actual work that they're doing, like in the communities, it's really cool uh, to see them actually try to bring play to more people and and to observe like that global or social health and public health is really important to them. So, and what's cool about that, right? When you talk about their engagement in the community, is even as a young, <clears throat> geez, a young child, like thinking ahead of. Man, when I get to the NFL or the NBA, and when I'm rich, I want to go back and I want to do things in the community. Because, like, that's what a lot of my favorite players were doing. Like, I could see them doing it. It was cool because I wasn't just seeing how awesome they were on the field. I was seeing how awesome they were off the field. So, like, locally, J.J. Watt's a huge figure, obviously. And the crazy thing is, you might argue he's a better man than he is a player which is crazy because he's a great player, right? Yeah. And just seeing what he's done for, you know, the city of Houston and seeing that spread out over an organization of 1,600 players. And we don't even see everything. You know, we don't see 
a lot of what's going on. We see snippets here and there, but like Walter Payton, men of the year candidates, even just for individual teams, let alone the whole organization, like those guys are doing things week in and week out to give back, to take what they have gained from sports and instill that into other people, younger people, whether it's just the joy of playing sports in itself or, you know, funding education or funding supplies for people to do this and to that, to have opportunities that they may not otherwise have. Like that is a beautiful thing that sports like brings to the table, in my opinion, is really that, that camaraderie that I can't do this without other people. And I want other people to be in a position to do this the same way I am. I'm setting an example, like whether they like it or not, professional players are role models. Like you're on a stage Like people are watching you and the ones that embrace that, that grab that and they say, okay, well, I'm going to do something with this platform are the people I think like we should all strive to be, right? We want to, you know, whether people are looking or not, I'm going to take the responsibility of that and I'm going to do, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to do something good with it. And that inspires individuals like us to then make our differences in the ways that we can't. You know, even if I'm not getting, uh, if I don't have a $50 million guaranteed contract, I can still go out and be a difference maker in my communities and, you know, uh, uplift other people. Sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. But (laughs) that is, (laughs) that is, that's kind of how I feel about it. That's why I love it about sports is how much more of it, the game, more than the game it is. So. More than the game. I feel like that was a, I feel like that was a game consoles slogan more than the game my tripping it's all not that i can well, think of What's ea it? it's says game, it's in the game it's EA in the game maybe sports. that's what i'm thinking of it's yeah. like that's new sports. like yeah uh, now i mean more than the game sounds like it could be one for someone sounds like a new console. it's not then i was gonna say and if it's not then we'll jump on that and we'll go ahead and copyright that copyright here right first now. paving <laughs> the way promote yourself sporting the way up uh segments episode one what was it? Oh, more than the game. Yeah, more than the so. game. You heard it here. That's that's probably like NFL slogan or something that we don't realize. Let's yeah, type that I mean, up. I wonder what happens more than the game. I was gonna say it's not it's not necessarily an uncommon phrase. Or I guess people say it's bigger than the game. But yeah. Yeah, like, so more than a game, it's uh trademarked by Raycom Sports Network. Hmm. Who what games Never do they make? Raycon sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know. Raycon. Raycon? R-A-Y-C-O-M. It's also a movie. really familiar. More than the game? It's a documentary film that follows basketball superstar LeBron James yeah. and yeah. four of yeah. his teammates through the trials and tribulations of high school basketball Let's see what else in Akron, Ohio, and James' journey to fame. More than a game is what it's called. So maybe that's... Oh, shit. Yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, no, I have heard that. I have seen that being advertised. Um, and I mean, that's a, that's a key guy. I mean, 2009. Has, has done it as well as like anybody else in terms of like athlete philanthropists. I think he's a great example for people to follow. Um, yeah. I don't know if I got the school idea from him, but either way, like, yeah, I want to build a school. You know how cool it would be to build a school? <laughs> you know how awesome it would be to build a school? That would, you know, serve the next generation in ways that 
public education seems to be coming up short now. And that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Um, but no, just, just cool. <laughs> that that's, there's cool things that you can do to give back to your community. And it doesn't have to be on the scale of building a school, but just somebody doing something like that, because when you're of that status and that level of fame and wealth and whatever, you can do whatever you want. Like, and people can't really tell you anything like, well, I mean, you know, within reason, but like, you don't have to spend your time building schools or going back to, to give back to communities. Like, you know, you could easily leave and live your life, you know, but so to, to actually go out and have the commitment to win a Walter Payton man of the year award or whatever, you know, and get recognized as somebody who's put enough into their community to be recognized for that, like they don't fake that stuff. You have to put in time. You have to put in real time. So that's that's the kind of inspiring stuff from sports that I am excited for us to talk about when yeah. we do like sports spotlights. And it won't just be professional sports. You know, it won't just be praising the guys mm-hmm. at that level. Like there's so many instances that we can point to of people within sports uplifting their communities. So I'm really would excited be, about that segment. Would y'all be down to make that kind of a, a assignment that we do in the background? Just like look up somebody that you want to highlight and come prepared to like highlight their story. Would y'all be down? Yeah, to I think uh, I think Trey talked about that before, like in our initial meeting. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we could do. Really yeah, we could. We could. I could almost be like a week. That could be a weekly segment where we each just just find one person. And then we spend 30, 40, 30 seconds to a, a minute each just recapping, like, here's this person doing this and this mm-hmm. in their community or, you know. Like a summary of impact. Yeah. Just just light shout outs, you know, to, light, just to spread shout-outs. that joy. Just something like that. So, no, I think that's a good idea. We should We should get on. We should talk about that and we'll plan that for the next episode. Yeah. Sweet. But... Um, I know uh I know when we first started talking you guys brought up like wanting to throw out like a random fact at the end of the episode like this day in sports or something like that. Yeah. So you got one. This day in sports, November 18th, 1949, Jackie Robinson won his only NL MVP, first African American to win MVP in the MLB. 1949, he signed in 47, won rookie of the year. Won MVP in 1949. I was actually really shocked that that was his only MVP he ever won. Yeah, no. I, like that's so. It's what seventy six years, seventy six, seventy four years, seventy four years. Yep. On this day, that's a good one. That's a okay. So now, November. Come, that's a good way to. I think that's a good way to end episode. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going for. Like, yeah. kind of cut out, last fact, boom. Thanks. That's a good I like one. that. Uh, no, I like that. That's a good decision. All right, sweet. So that'll be the 